Hello. Hello, everyone. I referenced that song in the last episode, and I wanted you to have the, I wanted you to have some context. It's a really good song by Two Chains. It's called "Slangin' Birds." Slangin' Birds. I want to read the lyrics a little bit, but not along with the song. I want to read them like how I read my stories usually, and maybe it'll be it'll turn out to be an exciting story. You know, let's see if. He has any narrative structure in his words. Let's see if he has a similar problem to what I have, you know, because sometimes I have trouble keeping on topic and having a general direction. I kind of veer off and it's like, what, how did we get here? What are we doing now? And now I got to, I need a map. Here's what 2 Chain says. So he starts the song off by saying, I got from slanging birds. So enter the song, we're curious. He goes, I got from slanging birds. And I'm thinking, what? What did you get from slanging birds? I wonder. And then he informs you immediately, almost immediately in the next line. So he goes, I got from slanging birds. Everything that I got. I got from slanging birds. Everything that I got, I got from slanging birds. I didn't want to repeat that, but it's repeated. I'm just reading the lyrics. And then he goes, okay, so here's a little bit of an issue when you're reading rap lyrics, especially 2 Chainz lyrics, is that the N-word appears a lot. And so maybe I can replace the N-word with a different word, but you guys would know that I meant that just so there's not a lot of confusion. So maybe I'll say, instead of N-word, I'll say penguin, right? Because that stands out enough. I don't think that he usually raps about penguins. So when I say it, you'll know what I meant. And and we can still, we can still, listen, this is what we can do. Basically, we can retain the integrity of this work of art. We can retain it. I think my sister just got home and she's going to walk in while I'm recording. And I'm going to be like, Rach, get out of here. Maybe she'll go in the front door. I I sure hope so. So this is how the song goes. I got from Slang and Birds. Everything that I got, I got from Slang and Birds. Everything that I got, I got from Slang and Birds. That's my motherfucking word, Penguin. That's my word. So now he goes on to say, Penguins know I call my Porsche the baby elephant. You ain't talking money, then you got a speech impediment. Everything I got, I got from selling shit. And who I sold it to? Ready? Irrelevant. I think that's the gist of the song, is that he sold drugs. And... And he's where he is today from selling drugs. I think I talked about that last episode. Let's not beat a dead horse or beat a dead hook, a hooker. Beat a dead hooker. No. Just just get rid of that body, though. And you better be quick about it because they, well, they probably aren't going to look. Okay. Um, you know, there are things I want to talk about. By the way, this is the same day. This is the same day as episode 12, I think. We're still on the same day. It's Saturday. I took a few hours off. 
me and my mom were talking about this. Ready? This isn't going to be, this isn't, this is, it's not a, this isn't a political thought. It's, this is what my mom said, right? So she was saying, um, it would just be nice if politicians could be more honest, right? And I said to her, it's impossible. They couldn't get elected that way. Because if a politician was honest, he or she would go on stage and say, hey, I think you're all a bunch of fucking idiots. Vote for me. This is all for myself. I'm very self-important. I think I'm better than you. And I crave power. That's what they would say. So if they were being honest. Clearly, that's not going to win you an election. At this point, to be honest, if I saw a politician like that, I would vote for them personally. Because I'd be like, well, at least you're being honest. Again, real honesty. Not like, I care deeply about the issues and the people. Because it's about the individuals. And we need to think about our kids. And I'm a power-hungry sociopath. There it is. There it is. Thank you for that. Thank you for that last part, at least. Thank you. At least, because you're lying to yourself, end of the day. You really are. I'm wearing this jacket that's like a windbreaker fabric. Maybe I should take it off, because it's going to be annoying. It's going to keep making noise. And it's going to be annoying, so I'll just make a bunch of noise right now with it. But then there won't be any more. See? It's done. It's done. It's over. It's kaput. It's finito. Now... What did I want to do? I mean, I did want to have more of a direction, I thought. I'll have a destination in mind, is what I said to myself. And then, here I am, with nothing. Actually, that's not true. I have stories and essays, and I'll, I guess I'll start with one. Wait, i got to turn the light on. Pause one sec. Okay, did it work? Yeah, there we go. It's lit now. The room's lit. So I'm going to start with an older story that I wrote from this, this book with the writing prompts. I know that I've abandoned writing prompts, but I've already proved to you that I'm not afraid of a blank sheet of paper. I've already sufficiently proved that. Oh, yeah, okay, wait. I wanted to say something that was, like, positive and uplifting, you know? I mean... I had a lot of anxiety on Monday, right? I was trying to get to the root of it. I was trying to get to the root of it all all day, basically, on Monday. And it wasn't like, sometimes I get little anxiety, but this was like real deal anxiety. And it was really bothering me. And I don't get that a lot. But I'm usually pretty good with dealing with it. And I thought, I need to locate the source of this. That's the first thing I need to do. I need to get to the bottom of this. And so, I was just thinking, like, what did I do this weekend? And I did nothing. I didn't produce anything. I didn't even make an Instagram story. I didn't even tweet anything. I didn't do podcasts. I had all these plans. I got to the weekend. I played video games so long. Hours. Hours and hours. Like a useless, you know, just, ugh. I was, I, I'm, I was upset. Now, I'll be honest, you know. I did this podcast earlier today. I did, I did episode 12. What have I been doing for the past three hours? Mostly video games, you know? I'm, I'm not, but I'm a little better than last week, you know? I'm a little better. And I'm doing a second episode in the same day. And last week, I did nothing in three days. I got home on Friday. I mean, I guess I did open mics on Friday and Saturday. And then on Sunday, it snowed, so I didn't do shit. I was supposed to do a show, but it was an hour and a half away. 
that's that's a long that's a long drive in the in the in the snow. So I guess that is that uplifting? Did that uplift you? All you have to do is something and you'll feel way better. I mean maybe that's just me. Maybe that's uh I don't want to speak for other people. I don't like when doing that. I don't, I don't like when people do that and they go, you? Like when they're asking a uh, an athlete, they're like, oh, you you tore your ACL. How, how did you get back to, to this point? Like maybe they tore their ACL and then now they're having, they had a really good season now when they came back. And they're like, how'd you get to this point? And then the athlete's like, you know, you just work really hard. You just believe and you work really, I'm like, no, 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 no. Who are you talking to? We're not athletes. You're talking to a journalist. They they didn't tear the ACL. You know? Maybe they did. Maybe that's why they're a fucking journalist. Sports journalist. But you sit, be like, I did this. And I did the other thing. People like take humble a little too far. It, there's a lot of utility to being humble. But at a certain point, it's like, okay, you're an athlete. Someone just asked you a question. How did you do that? You don't have to like... You're not, you're not like not allowed to say I. Now, you don't want to do it all the time like LeBron James says I about 150 times every time anyone asks him a question. And I still like Bron Bron, but he gets harder to like as time goes on. I'm telling you, man. He really does. Because I, I like people when everyone hates them. That's when I like people the most. I mean, that I don't know why it is, but I just see everyone piles on because everyone takes the easy route. Everyone takes the easy path. They hop on the bandwagon. They're a bunch of, you know, I mean, they're conformists. That's what they do. They see, they they see the way the wind is blowing, and then they just they just go that way. And they're so weak, you know. And then when LeBron went to Miami, everyone was like, "We we hate this guy." And I was like, I didn't even really watch basketball until that started happening. And then I start paying attention. Huh? You know, this LeBron guy. Everyone hates him. I like this guy. You know, I mean, even when I was little, my favorite athlete growing up, Terrell Owens, everyone hated him. Everyone. I love that guy. And even now, like, you know, I mean, I was, I think I was talking about this. I didn't talk about this on the podcast, but like Trevor Noah got in trouble for making a joke, right? Now, Trevor Noah's a guy, I think his stand-up's funny. I respect him a lot as a stand-up. I don't like the show very much. The Daily Show, I'm not a big fan. Um, But did I talk about this? I think maybe I did. Well, either way, I'm sorry if I'm I'm saying it again. But basically, that made me like him more. Everyone attacking him, I was like, especially when people on the left, when when they, the purists like come for them, you know, when they step out of line and the purists come for them. Oh, I'm like, no, we gotta let's defend these people. Like, come over to the dark side, which is not really the dark side. It's just like the there's a bunch of people here in the middle, you know. I mean, I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's just like, I don't know. It's like you're in the mosh pit. You're at a concert and you're in the mosh pit and people are throwing people around and people are getting elbows to the face, you know, and elbows to the penis and you're just getting tossed. And then there's a bunch of people who are like on the periphery. That's what, that's where we are. You got like really political people. And they're in the mosh pit, and they're throwing bows. Rage, I'm doing something. I told you she was gonna do this. Not my mother. I told you she was gonna do this. <laughs> Who is that? 
What do you mean? It's a fucking podcast, you dumb piece of shit. All right. All right. That's enough. That's enough of that. Um, so anyway, so anyway, I, I'm too, I'm too deep in to restart it. So that's just gonna, that's just gonna have to stay. My sister just opening the door and singing Michael Jackson really loud. But I guess that just goes to show you that everyone's still gonna love his music. And I still love his music too. Okay. No one's gonna, no one's, you, you can't, you can't argue with that. Right. It's like the Catholic church, you know? They did do a lot of good things in the history. That's probably an unpopular opinion. But whatever. Fuck you guys, honestly. No, I love you. Um, but now my, my train of thought totally got cut off. People are conformists. They do the easy thing. And they just go where the wind blows. And that's why everyone's like afraid to make jokes. It's so annoying. It's so annoying seeing these fucking like white like white comics like the 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 comics that buy into all that shit and they go on stage and they go oh well i'm a white man so you know what that means fuck you like who are you that's what you see yourself as white man you know like your white man number seven seven five one nine six that's you wow maybe develop a personality and then they're just afraid to say anything about anyone but I, I will say this, having the Jew card, you know, it makes it easier for me. I'll say that. It does. It makes it easier for me to say whatever the fuck I want because I could just remind people about the Holocaust and they'll kind of forget that they were just mad at me. Like, I, I, you know, lately I've been making black jokes, right? That's like they're untouchables right now. No one wants to go there, but I will because no one's doing it. It's an untapped market. And I think black people want to hear black jokes. From white people. But all these white people are terrified. They don't want to do it. So I just play the Jew card, you know? Hey, the Holocaust happened. Anyway, black people are so loud in movie theaters. Am I right? You know, stuff like that. And it works. And people have fun. And they know their jokes. Okay? And I've been going after the gays and the Muslims and the and the transsexuals and the Hispanics. And everyone who's not white, to be honest, because uh, it's a little hack. It's like making Trump jokes at this point. You're going to make jokes about white men? Okay. And by all means, like, go for it. It's just, it's, it's, there's a likelihood that someone's already done that bit or people are just going to find it boring because a lot of people are doing it. I mean, that's just what happens with certain subject matters. Like, it's the same thing. It's gotten into that realm that's that's similar to um, Tinder jokes, you know, or like online dating. And I'm not saying you can't make a funny online dating joke. You certainly can, but it is way harder. And you're just potentially running into issues with like someone saying, oh, that's my premise, you know. Well, they, they couldn't say that. <laughs> you couldn't say <laughs> if you were like... <laughs> dating apps are so weird and someone's like that's my premise no it's not i keep getting spikes on the on the sound is that better I, I moved it away a little bit i just tilted it that seems like it's coming in better so let's keep it that way i'm sorry if there were some spikes for the first 15 minutes but i think they're going to be gone now so i have this book i have the writing prompt book and I, I found this older story that i never read 
So I want to start there and then, uh, you know, take it from there. I did tell you I was going to do stories. I told you I was going to start with that. What a fucking liar I am. But I told you I'm not beholden to the person I was. God, people, man, people, they want to stay consistent with who they were, you know, like the person that they were before. Fuck that person. You could just change. You just change, man. It's a new you. It's a new day. Like whenever you want. Stop being like, oh, but that's not that's not me. Like it is now. Okay. Try it out. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll hate it. Okay, then drop it. Try something new. Just find yourself. You know, if you're not if you're not fulfilled, then you haven't found it yet. Okay, let's begin. And this is the book with writing prompts, so this isn't just from my head, but I'll get to those. Okay. Always the same old lines whenever she came home for the holidays, like her parents were rehearsing a play over and over and could never get it right. Yet they didn't seem to notice how much they repeated themselves. Her father would sit down to dinner and say, Good to see all of you. Her mother would then say something like, We have missed you all terribly. Then her father comes back and he's like, Seeing all of you is good. And then her mother would say, we wish we could see you, but we couldn't. And now, I'm just like, you just said the same thing twice. You just repeated the same message with different words. This is so bad, dude. I'm reading this right now. I was like, oh, I remember that one being kind of funny. And now I'm reading it. I'm like, this is so bad. But this is the old me. I'm not that person anymore. So I don't want you to lose faith. Let's see if there was a point to this story. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. It's only a page. It is a small page. There's not that many words on it. I'm not going to count all the words. I'm going to give you a ballpark. 150? Maybe less. 100. 100 words. Maybe more. 150? Maybe less. 100. Maybe more. 125? Maybe less. 100? Could be 125. Could be 150. I think it could be... No way it's more than 200. But then again, I'm not that good at judging words by looking at a page. Can you do that? I mean, you sit there and you judge me because I can't just look at a page and tell you how many words there are. Can you do it? I don't know. You're going to have to show me. I want you to call me. Okay? Call me and, and show me you doing that. But I have to provide the essay with the words on the paper because I know you're just going to count. You're going to count them first. And you're going to show me a piece of paper. You're going to say 257. And then I'm going to count them. And it's going to be 257. And I'm going to say, bullshit. You set me up. So don't even try it. Okay. Turns out her parents were terribly senile. Oh, that's why they said the same thing all the time. You see? That's why they kept saying, it's good to see you. We haven't seen you in a while. We hate that we can't see you. And things like that. Terribly senile. But what made it even stranger is that they were babies. Whoa. They were little babies. Each was about eight pounds or so, and they were healthy babies. See, they had baby for way too long syndrome. I'm sure you guys are familiar with baby for way too long syndrome. It's a very sad disorder in which the victims are babies for like entirely too long. Her parents were 68 and 65, yet they were still babies. And they were senile babies who always repeated themselves to make matters worse. 
We played cards against humanity after dinner. That was awkward. Don't play that game with your girlfriend and her baby parents. Okay, so. So that's, uh, that was not good. Now I'm, now I'm checking out. I'm checking out. Stay, stay in focus, Dave. Stay focused. Stay in the moment. It's the fucking, it's my sister upstairs, dude. So annoying. So annoying. She's like singing. I can hear it through the door. I bet you can kind of maybe hear it in the background. It's so annoying. This is why I got to be out of here. I got to be out of this place. I can't focus with like all that shit going on, you know? I don't like, I, I probably, you probably think I hate my sister based on how I've been speaking about her. And it's, it's more of a love-hate thing. Okay, it's a love-hate thing. But right now, pure hate. It's just, there's no love there. Right now, at this very second, and I got to get out of this house. I need to be somewhere quiet, man. Everyone was gone before when I recorded the podcast before. You know, I think my sister was here, but she was all the way upstairs, not bothering me, staying out of my way. My parents were gone. And now there's just too much going on. There's too much action. And I can't even stay focused. I don't want to read. I don't want to read stories. I just want to talk. I'm not going to read any more stories, okay? Sorry. They probably weren't even good anyway. You know? I've been writing this book. <laughs> it's not really a book. I guess it's a book. Whatever it is. It's a. It's like fiction. It's whatever. It's a short story. It's a book. It's fiction. I don't know. Whatever it turns out to be. It's about uh, bananas. And... But the bananas are like banana people, you know? Like they're personified bananas. You understand. They live in Banania next to Granistan um, and, and Grapeland. You know, Grapeland is where all the grapes are. Granistan's where all the grain is. And Banania is where the bananas are. I mean the bananas. <laughs> the bananas. And uh, all I know so far is that I am good at making names. I'm good at making names for characters. I don't want to spoil the story, but just know that Banania is ruled by the main character who is a ruthless tyrant, but he's sharp and you like him, you know? Like he's a dictator and he's real bad, but you're also when you're reading the story you're like this guy's a this guy's badass. It's no wonder why he's the dictator. You understand? His name, check this out. You ready? His name is Bismarck Laplantaine. How good is that? Bismarck Laplantaine. And I'm going to tell you why it's so smart. First of all, inspired by Otto von Bismarck, obviously. But his first name is Bismarck. It's a powerful first name. Last name, Laplantaine. How'd you think of that, Dave? Okay. World War I, France had a general named Lafontaine, right? This guy, he's a banana. How do you spell his last name? La, L-A, and then Plantain. La Plantain. Plantain. Sort of like a banana. Very similar. Very few. What's the difference? I'm going to Google this right now. What's the difference between bananas and plantains? <laughs> plantains. I'm going to just say it like that. Plantains are longer than bananas and they have thicker skins. Oh, so they're more... Uh, so you can probably insult them more. And they would be, they would be okay with it. Wow, this plays so well into my story because Bismarck La Plantain will be a plantain then. So he's not going to be a banana, even though it's called Banania. There's bananas and there's plantains. They both live there in peace and harmony. But it wasn't always good, you know. And, and I say peace and harmony, not really. I mean, it's a, it's a dictatorship. But people fuck with this guy. 
Bismarck, he's got the love of the people and the fear. He's got the love and the fear. He rules with love and fear. He's a very interesting character. I can't wait to dis to discover more about him. This is the cool thing about writing something fiction is that I get to parts and I actually want to know what happens next. You know, while I'm writing it, I get to a part and it'll be kind of dramatic and I'll be like, oh, what's going to happen next? And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to write it. I have so much more respect these days after trying this. I mean, don't even get it twisted. I've written like 12 pages, 15 pages, something like that. Nothing, you know? And it's, it's tough. It's tricky. And I have respect for these people who can write like novels that are like a thousand pages. That's some real shit. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. I don't have enough love for... I love writing, but, you know, like not as much as comedy. It's not the same. So I don't know if I could be an author. Maybe later in life. Anyway, Bismarck, La Plantain. Plantains are longer than bananas and they have thicker skin. They also have natural brown spots and rough areas. I thought bananas had that. Bananas are traditionally eaten raw as they are sweet, while plantains are cooked before eaten, whether baked or fried. The flavor of plantains being adapted to cooking is closer to a potato than a banana. That's interesting. I didn't know that. See, it makes more sense for Bismarck La Plantain to be a, uh, to be a plantain. And the other guy who's becoming a main character, his name is... He's a banana, right? So he's going to be a banana. He's the guy who, like, he doesn't like Bismarck, and he wants to rise up against Bismarck, but him and Bismarck have to work together, right? Like, fate brings them together, and they have to work together. This guy's name is, um, I forget his first name. It's like, it's like Ron, it's like Ron Bunches or something. Get it? Like, Bunches of Bananas. And his nickname, though, in the underground, he just goes by Brown Spot. I'm telling you, I'm so good at making names. Come on, you gotta give me that. That's a good name. Brown Spot, because he's banana. And he was in an accident. He was attacked, you know, or something. And they, they cut some of his skin. Some of his thin banana skin. And it became exposed banana. And so it turned brown. Now they call him Brown Spot. And clearly, he's got thinner skin than Bismarck. And I think I like Bismarck a lot more. He's my favorite. Bismarck, I'm writing from the perspective of, like, if I was a dictator for real. And I've made jokes about this before. I had one joke that I was working on for a long time, but it's not... I, I didn't do it justice, and it's an idea that I can revisit. But maybe this is helping, because I'm thinking about, like, the kind of dictator that I would be. And I'd be brutal. You know, I wouldn't want to be... I mean, people aren't honest with themselves at all when they think about these things. You have unlimited power. You have an entire fucking nation. You rule millions of people. And you think you would be a nice, kind, like, benevolent king? I don't think so. I think that's pretty unlikely. I know that that's not true about me. You know? And I'm not even, like, a bad person, really. I'm pretty polite. I hold the door open. But... If I had all that power, come on. You know I'm doing some shit all the time. You know I'm executing journalists who write cr critical stories of me. You know I'm doing that. I'm going to execute them. Publicly. I might even do it. You know? With an axe or something. We'd be going back. We'd be going back to the old days. We would not. I'd make everyone get rid of their technology. And they have to like churn butter. 
and and sword fights that that was my big thing in the bit which is that's based in truth i mean if i had all the power and i could make people sword fight for real haven't you ever been to if you've ever been to um medieval times then you understand what i'm talking about it's one of the biggest disappointments ever because you're like wow i'm gonna go see some sword fighting and if you're young you really think you're gonna see some sword fighting and you get there and you're like this isn't even very good acting it's pretty brutal some are better than others I want to see real, to-the-death sword fights. How cool would that shit be? Way better than sports. I'm talking like the stakes couldn't be higher. And I would give money to whoever won. Like a bunch of money. You'd, you'd win like $100,000 purses. That's not that much money, but in my dystopian society, that's going to be enough money for you. Okay, That's going to be enough money for a while. Most people aren't going to have money because I'm going to hoard it and keep it all to myself. And... I'd say a, there's not even going to be a 1%. There's going to be like me and my close homies and everyone else is going to be poor and starving or protecting me. I'll keep those people fed. Just the ones protecting me, the army or whatever. But they might overthrow me. They might overthrow me. I don't know why I said it like that. They might overthrow me. They might, they might, they might overthrow me. Okay. I don't know. Like, Is there anything else to say? the bottom line is is doing it maybe not every podcast is going to come out that great and i'll figure things out and i'll make a list of bullet points for the next one which i might do today i might do the next podcast today because you can just learn and keep going like like every day like sometimes a few times a day i'll get better at being a motivational speaker too i bet so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write out some bullet points for the next one. I'll have some destinations in mind. If we veer off course, that's okay. That's okay. But the bottom line is we'll have the next stop in mind. It'll be like a bus ride, but you didn't take the express. Okay? So thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Love you. Bye.